Today on Unexpected Hauntings, we hear a story of a former police officer that has a crazy story to tell when they're on dispatch. What do you do when you decide to look back at your security cameras from your apartment and find out someone has been hiding in your storage closet? What happens when you discover a man is hiding behind the wall of your very home? We're coming up for you on today's episode of Unexpected Hauntings. Stay tuned. Listen if you dare, as we unfold stories of unexplained happenings and phenomena. Write in at unexpectedhauntings739 at gmail.com. This is where the unexpected and ghost stories are brought into reality. This is Unexpected Hauntings. That's right. Welcome back to another episode of Unexpected Hauntings. This is episode 13, and we are so happy to have you on another episode of Unexpected Hauntings. Um, And today is actually the day after 4th of July, so... um, it's a great time to go and buy some fireworks because they're 70 or 80 percent off i know where i am um they're definitely selling them cheap for sure so i don't know if you guys do that that's kind of a tradition after fourth of july i go and stock up on fireworks a little bit because it's a little cheaper and uh it's great it's great and uh, i hope that you guys had a amazing fourth of july Um, I just had some burgers and hot dogs and just chilled out, had some firework fun in the neighborhood. Um, so yeah, it's great. And this COVID-19 crap is going away and, um, we're all becoming unified. Hopefully, uh, we should be all be getting unified instead of breaking up with all these protests and crap going on. But, um, anyways, um, we have some awesome stories for you today, uh, and creepy as hell stories. I'll put it that way. We have some stories about a guy, um, or it's said that there's people behind this wall that's been walled in in this basement. Um, that's a creepy story that's going to be told today. We're also going to be going over a former police officer that has a dispatch story that is creepy as well. And uh, we'll leave you just with chills. Um, and um, also, we'll be hearing a story about um, security cameras and this person installing the security cameras in their apartment um it's really creepy so um we'll be having you on the edge of your seat as well (laughs) you guys remember that old um intro um we'll definitely be having you on the edge of your seat with these stories for sure um and they're a little shorter but um some of the shorter stories are the creepiest to be honest but we need you as listeners and as people that have experienced the paranormal to write in as well so we can um, share your stories on our episodes 
and stories is what fuels unexpected hauntings and it what it's what fuels people to other people to write in as well it's kind of like a booster if you will um, to our page we would be nowhere without it and um, as well as your support we can't be as we can't be so happy um, we're so happy about the support system that we have um, of course on our Facebook page mostly and our reddit page as well so um, without further ado I'm just gonna start off with a the first story and it is gonna be on the police officer story so get ready and be ready to be amazed as this bone-chilling story is being told my partner John and I were dispatched to a bar around 11 12 p.m. there's someone crying in the dumpster that's what the caller told the operator John lowered the passenger window and stuck his hand out as I reversed our cruiser from the diner this is what we gotta cancel our break for I'm calling it now it's just some drunk guy we arrived at the bar and saw a woman waiting by the entrance smoking a cigarette her shoulders to her ears she took a last puff and pressed it against a brick wall he's over there she said raising her chin towards the alleyway I just want to close the bar up and get home already these homeless people I don't have time for their games John seemed to agree as he leaned against the cruiser arms crossed yawning okay he began we'll take it from here head on home ma'am as she walked back to her car the woman stopped and looked back oh and by the way he keeps apologizing about something I don't even know fellas probably drunk but very emotional about whatever he did the streets and sideways sidewalks were empty except for stray cats and dogs and a skunk or two the stench from that alleyway was like moldy cheese not to mention alcohol and urine it all comes with the job of course would I prefer the title of an FBI agent who battles the white-collar crimes under the AC of his cubicle yes but this job had thrills of its own ones that never bore I gave John a look you want to get in there do your job me come on officer he joked you're supposed to take me under your wing all these all those years of experience I could learn a thing or two from your old ass okay okay fair enough just thought your bald spot would reflect the moonlight and blind the suspect for us make our jobs easier you know we made our way between the buildings where there was only black the sodium street lights casted our shadows onto the walls like a couple of armed men pursuing a burglar with a carton cartoon in a cartoon John cursed when he stepped into a puddle and turned his flashlight at the ground wait I said my hand is on sorry this is weird weird worded weird 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 <laughs> that's a word wait I said my hand on his chest hear that he listened in drops of water fell through the drain and splashed deep underground a family of rats scratched scratched somewhere in the corners crispy leaves brushed against concrete and a mysterious man sobbed that woman was right the man was sincere in his cries he couldn't understand we couldn't understand most of what he uttered not least 
because he was hiding and speaking in gentle whispers. Still the words, I'm sorry, and God forgive me, were audible and repeated. There was something off about the man's voice. Perhaps it was slouchy because he was drunk. Each word was droopy, falling off his mouth like a bowling ball rolling over a cliff. I flashed my lights. I flashed my light his way and saw his hunched shadow, but not him. He pulled patches of hair from his head as he rolled back and forth on the ground, leaning leaning his back on the dumpster. His cries and wails, although low, were the stuff of nightmares. They stiffened my bones and put me on alert for any sudden movement on his part. I could feel the same happening to John, who was following close behind. I tapped my shoes against the, con- against the wet concrete. Sir? He ignored me and rambled on. We got a call from a concerned, ci- concerned citizen. Said someone was crying in the alleyway. I said, still nothing. I looked over my shoulder. Johnny boy, now's your chance. Go help the man and let's get out of here. John hesitated a moment, then flashed his light at the man and approached him. The man moved so that his back was to us, and we could see the missing hair from his he- from his head, but we still hadn't identified him. All the information he gave us were his constant apologies for some crime he claims to have committed. I'm so sorry, God, please forgive me. John squinted and leaned towards him. You see that? The man's earlobes drooped dripped blood. Suddenly a scream, not from the man, but from across the alleyway by the park. We rushed towards it, leaving him behind. We ran towards what we believe was an actual emergency, an actual situation that needed our attention. But the truth was that my partner and I were glad to have an excuse to get the hell out of that alleyway and as far as possible from that man. When we reached the park, we found a woman painting and crying with a barking German shepherd at her side. Her hands cupped her mouth and nose as she retreated from the dead body on the ground. Some poor old lady lay on the park pathway, her face missing. The jogging man suddenly let out another blood-curdling scream as she jumped and pointed at someone behind us. It was the man. He followed us from the alleyway, and when we saw him, we knew why his words sounded slouched and muffled. We knew why he apologized over and over again. We knew now what he had done. Please, I didn't mean to, he yelled, grabbing at his eyes and limping towards us. The man had somehow stitched someone else's face over his own, and it looked like the that of a woman's, an older one. We put two and two together and arrested him for the woman's murder. He cried and yelled and even charged the paramedics, proclaiming his innocence even after confessing. He said he was forced to do what he had to do, claiming that if he hadn't, then the man in the sewer would come for him. When John and I finished our reports that night and got back into our cruiser, there was silence. I knew then that he was a changed man, this rookie, myself. Not so much, 
But though I had experienced these things before, they never failed to petrify me. I knew of the sleepless nights to come from this experience. I gave John a lecture with the side of my eye as I turned the key and drove us out of there, opening his window for him. Have some fresh air, buddy. But he was expressionless, expressionless. And with each street light we drove under, I saw, I saw the sweat. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> uh, some, someone tried to call. Um, where was I? I'm so sorry, guys. In each street light we drove under, I saw the sweat on his forehead and around his eyes. I didn't tell John what I'm about to tell you. He wouldn't have been able to handle it. When we finally got in the cruiser and reversed out of there, I saw something. John couldn't get in the car and slam the door quick enough, but I took my time and by doing so witnessed it. As I put my hand on the driver's side door to open it, I caught a glow in the distance. Down the street, I saw a pair of glowing eyes descend into the ground back into the sewer, closing the cap over itself. All right, guys. Um, so that was an interesting story. That took a big turn for the worst, for sure. <laughs> um, and I'm sure that they did have a lot of very interesting stories to tell, for sure. Um, and sorry for that phone call and text. <laughs> um, I can't figure out how to turn my phone on silent mode, so... Um, sorry you guys had to endure that at the very end, but, um, at least that didn't cover the climax of the story. But anyways, um, well, I would love to know what you guys think about this story. So just write in, um, to us on unexpectedhaunting739 at gmail.com and let us know what you think about this story. Um, I think that the main part that popped out to me was, of course, um, Stealing that old lady's face that was um, put over that guy in the dumpster um, somehow sewed on to his face. That was wild. It was like someone took um, Texas Chainsaw to the next level. Um, you know, so it was something crazy and something that's never really been like told on the news I don't think I mean you wouldn't just turn on the news and you know they'd say some something gruesome like that I feel like that there's a lot of stories like that and they keep that away from the news on TV because it's just too gruesome but what a bone chilling gruesome story we had from those cops um, I'm sure that they have some more stories to tell um, on different dispatch um, stories and that would be really cool to do on this um, channel. Do some creepy-ass dispatch stories like this. Um, so let me know if you guys want to hear some more dispatch police officers type stories like this. This was pretty creepy. But anyways, guys, I think we're going to go into the next story. And it is actually going to be... 
um, a creepy, creepy story about this person that um, basically different stuff going on in there in his house, and he thinks it's paranormal, but it's actually someone that is snuck in to their um, apartment. And it's secretly living in their apartment. And they catch him on camera. Um, and that would be just super, super creepy. Knowing that there's someone there that shouldn't be there that's living in your apartment. Um, that is creeper to the next level. So I hope that you guys like this. Um, there's really not too much of a title to this. But it's just called, I put up security cameras in my apartment. And I come to regret it. So here we go, guys. Here is the, sec the security camera story for you on Unexpected Hauntings. Here you go. First off, I'm a strong believer in the paranormal and enjoy watching Ghost Adventures, Nuke's Top 5, and other creepy related videos. I've experienced a few paranormal instances in the past, but since I was just a kid, I was never able to document the incidents. So when I managed to find an apartment for rent that was cheap, I knew something was up with the place. The atmosphere in the apartment was eerie, but I didn't let that bother me and continued to move my belongings into said apartment. Things were great and nothing out of the ordinary happened, at least that's what I thought at first. There will be times when I'll find my keys in different places or there'll be an occasional draft of cold air that would move around the apartment. I didn't immediately go straight to the ghost and instead thought of logical explanations for all of it. You know, the, I must have misplaced my keys, or there's a crack in the, in the seam of the windows, some kind of explanations. I brushed off the weird incidences and continued on with my life. The incidents happened so often that I barely noticed them. Things escalated when I decided to adopt an old stray tomcat named Pepper. He was a grumpy cat, so I knew he'd be alright on his own when I'm at work. He sort of had a we sort of had a mutual friendship. He would do his thing while I did my own thing. It prompted me to put up security cameras in my living room and bedroom. Well, one night I was laying down on my bed scrolling through my Facebook when I heard this noise. The piss, 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 piss sound we make to get a cat's attention. I thought Pepper had gotten into something and decided to see what was up, what he was up to. So I walked into the living room to see that Pepper was asleep in his cat tree. I looked around to see if he did get into something and just happened to fall asleep when I got out there. I didn't see anything out of place. Now I was standing there scratching my head trying to figure out what could have made that sound. I was going through a list of things that things when a tapping noise came from the coat closet near the door. Just for the record, the apartment complex is three stories and I live on the third store or third floor my bad <laughs> being on the third floor and in the last apartment on the right side I was given a special addition to the apartment a small storage space above the coat closet 
Curious and a bit frightened, I cautiously approached the closet and listened for a while before I opened the door. There was nothing inside the closet, but the door to the storage space was at an odd angle. The door was more like a board used to cover the entry of the storage. But in order to move the door, you need to push it upward and then slide it to the side. Now, I know that my apartment was indeed ha- Now I know that my my apartment was indeed haunted because there's no way that the storage door can be moved by some draft and I sure as hell don't remember opening it. The next day consisted of my work waiting for something to show up on the security camera and trying to convince myself that I wasn't afraid or crazy. Because as soon as I installed the cameras, the activity just stopped. The only thing that continued was the step, was the tapping noise. Every once in a while during the night, I would be woken up by the tapping. It would go on for a minute before it would stop. Then it would pick up again a few hours later. By this time, I'm just barely holding on to my sanity. My co-workers noticed the change in my attitude when I would go into work. Looks like somewhat somebody woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Aren't you just a little ball of sunshine? Not a morning person? It takes all my strength not to blow up on them. I'm agitated by the little things that everyone does, and it's exhausting. That's when I finally had enough and called a local priest and asked if he can bless my apartment or exercise it. When the priest agreed and planned to come to my apartment after services, I was so happy and glad that I'll no longer be kept awake all night. That night I actually fell asleep. I actually managed to fall asleep and stay asleep. The next day the priest stopped by after services and went around exercising my apartment. After he finished, I thanked him and walked him to the door. I thought that was the end of it, but I was so wrong. A few days later, I noticed a disgusting smell that seemed to move around the apartment. I looked everywhere to find the source of the smell, but I couldn't. I was worried that the exorcism hadn't worked and thought about calling the church again when someone knocked on my door. Hello, I'm Juliana from next door. I couldn't help but notice a rotten smell coming from your apartment. A petite brunette stood before me. I looked at her and sighed. Yeah, I've been searching for the source of the smell, but can't seem to find it. I think there might be a dead animal in the walls or something. Juliana looked at me and nodded her head. We talked for a bit more before she had to go back to her apartment. I ended up calling the manager of the complex and explained the situation to him. He said he'll call animal control and check if there's anything, any rotten corpses in the walls. It took a few days for them to completely search the entire apartment, but couldn't find the source within those few days. The smell had worsened and it would burn my nostrils. It was so bad that I had to stay with a friend of mine until they figured this out. I had to remove the cameras, so I took them with me. Besides, I totally forgot that the cameras had been recording the entire time until I had to take them down. I asked my aunt if she could watch Pepper for me since my friend is allergic to cats. She said yes, so I dropped him off first. 
When I got to my friend's place, I hooked up the system and started to play back the video. I wish I didn't. It wasn't a ghost that had been haunting me. It was the living. I watched horrified as a man walked out of the coat closet and slowly moved around my apartment. I felt sick to my stomach. I've been sleeping in an apartment with a man hiding in the storage space. I ran to the bathroom and hurled my lunch into the toilet. The rotting smell wasn't at, wasn't an animal. It was him. I've killed someone. I've clo- I closed the door to the storage so the guy had no way out. The tapping had been him trying to get my attention, but he was so weak to begin with. The guy was already on death's door when I locked him in the attic. His name was Brandon Marshall, a homeless veteran that had been living in the streets for years before he finally found a nice place to stay. The attic in my apartment. I can't forgive myself. Well, so that doesn't happen all the time. (laughs) You rent an apartment, right? And it's cheap. And of course, me being in college or fresh out of college, um, moving out to a cheap apartment sounds great. And it sounds very viable and just amazing. Until you find out and you think that the place is haunted. But what was really mind-blowing was it was an actual person stuck in the closet in the storage space Um, that's an interesting story and super creepy because makes me wonder if how did they rent out the place if they um, or how did that person slip in there and they rent out the place and there's a person in there because you know you would think, okay, did the person that was in the closet, did he live there before that person came? So there's many questions I'd like to ask for sure about this story. Um, about, you know, if was this a resident of the apartment room that he had and they just... I don't know, just let him rent it it out to another person and just kind of gave up and be like, okay, well, this person's not paying their rent, so we'll let this other person go. And um, I don't know. That would be very interesting to find out. Also, another key factor, I think, is is the writer a girl or a lady um, that is writing this story in? Um, because it never says, and I know that that would definitely trigger something. Of course, if it was us guys, and you find someone, another guy in there, it'd be fine. But especially if it's a, um, if it's a girl or a woman, then that can be very disturbing. Um, especially, well, I mean, even even with guys, that can be disturbing. But I feel like that would be more disturbing for women. Um, having a guy stay in your apartment and it sounds like it wasn't he wasn't a creeper or anything he just got stuck and he couldn't get out and that's why he was tapping and trying to get out and nothing happened makes me and 
the thing too about the story is why when, why just tapping why not yell or you know help me you know anything uh, very interesting story so uh, without further ado we're going to go into the last story and this is a little bit different than the last story but also takes place um, with them finding a man behind the wall in a basement and I know um, growing up me growing up it, I was always afraid of the basement not the attic because the basement was underground it's cold it's parts of it are just really dark and damp so um, I could see why the basement would be more scary than the attic because the attic of course is above it's above the house um, especially during the day it's you know it's okay but in the basement even during the day it's dark as hell down there so I hope that you guys enjoy this creepy story it's called the man behind the wall a little backstory on our basement it has a solid concrete floor it has bricks lined on the walls and most parts of my parents couldn't afford a finished basement a fourth bedroom was supposed to be added in the back corner of the basement but it never got finished due to the lack of materials so they walled it off as though it was never thought of in the first place which in the end saved my parents a couple thousand dollars it was around winter when I was 16 years old that I started hearing strange noises coming from behind the walls in my basement I remember my parents telling me about the fourth bedroom and how it got walled off. I assumed it was just a rat or a stray cat as those were common in the neighborhood. The noises weren't frequent and only sounded as though something was lightly walking around behind the wall. A week or two later was when I noticed that noticed the hole in the wall. It looked as though it was chipped away from the inside. It was small and low enough to the ground that I assumed a stray cat used it claws as a stray cat used its claws to try and break free. Occasionally I would hear more noises coming from behind the wall and assumed the cat was still in there. I gathered fruit cups from my fridge and pushed them through the hole. The cat must have heard the food fall to the floor because I heard rushed footsteps over to the hole. Thank you so much. My heart shuddered. I couldn't move. The low, manly voice echoed through my head over and over. Don't be afraid. You can trust me. A pale finger poked its way through the hole. I closed my eyes, afraid to open them, hoping I made all of this up. Had I really just heard a man's voice coming from behind the wall? No, I couldn't have. I ran upstairs looking for my parents, but quickly realized they were both at work. I didn't know what to do, so I got to my dog and ran outside. I held Shelby close in my arms as I wandered around the outside of the house looking for something, a hole or something that this man could have crawled through to get inside the basement walls. But to no avail. I walked Shelby around 
the park trying to ease my mind while I was waiting for my parents to get home from work. It quickly became dark and I headed for home hoping to see my parents and tell them what had happened. I stepped through the front door and nobody was there. The house was exactly the same as I had left it. I decided to try and sleep it off and tell my parents the next day. Shelby went to her doggy bed and I fell asleep at her head. Sorry. Shelby went to her doggy bed and fell asleep as her head hit the pillow. I headed upstairs to my bedroom and after an hour of tossing and turning, I finally fell asleep. I dreamt about the man this time, however he was wandering around the house. He had loosened boards on the wall and couldn't fit through them to access the rest of the house. He went cabinet to cabinet looking for food to eat and decided to eat the same fruit cups I gave him earlier. He headed upstairs softly to not wake anyone. When he reached my door, he opened it slowly and I woke with a jolt as I heard the front door being knocked. As I rushed down the stairs, I smelled something foul, but ignored it, thinking Shelby had just taken a dump on the floor again. I opened the door and was greeted by two worried-looking police officers. Hello, sir. Are your parents still home? One of them asked. I believe they're sleeping upstairs right now, I replied. Well, then... Well, when they wake up, give them this and turn on the TV to the news. The other one said, the other one said while handling me the piece of paper. They waved goodbye while continuing, continuing on to the next house. I shut the door with a thud and made sure to lock it. As I put the paper on the counter, I noticed a note on the fridge that read, Had to work early today, honey. Shoot, parents were out, and that's, why, that's when I remembered the man. In fear from yesterday, I shoved that memory aside and turned on the news. Local police urge residents to stay inside their homes. Gilbert Howard, a locally unknown murderer, has escaped with many others from Westfield Prison and are said to be hiding out in Plainsburg County. I ran out of the house, Shelby following. I ran and ran until I ended up t- at the police station, which was a 20-minute walk. I walked inside and told them everything that had happened within the last few days. They told me they would send people out and search my property. I felt relieved. I watched the news on a TV mounted in the counter of the police station while it showed cops rushing to my house with guns. They ran inside and searched every corner and every room and found nothing. They finally got to the boarded up bedroom in the back corner of my basement and got an axe to chop off the wood. Inside, they found fruit cups, a sleeping bag, and a flashlight, among other small items. They opened a large wooden box in the corner, and what was inside still scares me to this day. Inside the box were the rotting corpses of my parents. I fainted. The image of my parents' dead bodies haunts me to this day. I am now 26 years old and living alone in an apartment building outside my hometown. I still have nightmares about the man's voice from behind the walls of my childhood house. I've gone to counseling, but I'm still broken inside. 
The police caught most of the escapees, but never the man behind the wall. I walked home from my job at the local veterinary veterinarian clinic. Riding up the elevator, I hit floor two to get to my room, room 284. I unlocked the door and walked inside and set my work supplies on the kitchen table. I heard movement in the apartment next door to mine, which was currently which currently had nobody living in it. I assumed it was the landlord fixing things when I noticed a hole in the wall looking like it was made by a hammer. I went close to the hall and asked, Hey, Mr. Ronnie, did you make this hole in the wall? Because this was not here yesterday, and I don't want to get fined for it. No response. I went to, to peer inside, but was met with a pale finger poking through. Did you miss me? Man. <laughs> so that took a turn for the worst. Uh, when I was just reading that and going in through saying that they found their parents' dead corpse in the box, I was pretty pretty caught off guard. <laughs> and I love, love, love scary stories like that um, when it catches you off guard. But it's a terrible story for the main uh person that tells the story and I think for um, privacy reasons didn't mention their name um, but it seems like this person is getting some help which is great still you know pretty messed up in the head of course this is a traumatic traumatic event and what is messed up too is so there was a letter written on the refrigerator door or whatever saying that you know had to leave for work early okay um who wrote that letter was that the was that their parent the the guy's parents because he said sir so i'm assuming that this is a guy um so they wrote that that letter for him i wonder who wrote that letter was it, was it his parents that wrote the letter before they had passed away or was it someone else wasn't it was it a escapee that wrote the letter very very mind-boggling story and it can go either way um i think and there's a little bit of leeway in the story to where you can kind of if you want to um you know use your imagination and pick out who did what in the story because that was crazy and so also we also have this pale figure and pale finger um, that is seen through the holes of walls very uh, very very creepy and it has that deep voice I tried to tried to do the deep voice but you know probably didn't do justice but um, would definitely have learned, loved to hear the original story and have the voices made um, for this story but anyways guys um, I think that's going to wrap up this episode I know it's the stories are were kind of short for this episode but I'm going to try my best to find more episodes and that or not more episodes more stories my bad 
So I'm going to be doing my best to find longer stories, and that's where you guys come in. We'd love to hear from you guys. We um, we don't hear from you guys as often through emails. I've only gotten a couple here and there of stories from there. So we'd love for you guys, I know I say this all the time, and it's a broken record, but write into Unexpected Hauntings 739 at gmail.com. Um, write us in a media or send us in a media file or just write in a word document of a story that you have and we would love 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 to share that on unexpected hauntings and also you can as well you can write into our facebook page unexpected hauntings and send us in an inbox of a media file or a um or yeah, a word document. So um, hit that subscribe button on our Apple Podcasts and Spotify and any other podcast you listen to us with, and we'd love to hear back from you guys. All right, guys, thanks for always listening to us, and we hope that you have a great night.